Did you know there's an organizing app designed just for families? Named a must-have mobile app on the Today Show, Cozy is an app to help families who are juggling school schedules, practices, meetings, doctor's appointments, and even helps them schedule a workout or a date night. Here's how it works. Cozy tracks everyone's schedules and events in one place with a shared color-coded calendar. Cozy even reminds others about events so you don't have to. No more missed pickups or double bookings. It's easy to get started. You can even pull in events from your family's personal work and school calendars. Cozy helps with other things on your plate too. The shared grocery list lets the whole family add items in real time, and you'll never find yourself at the store without the list. It's always on your phone and up to date. If you need help figuring out dinner, there's even a place to store recipes and plan meals ahead. The best part? It's free. Just download Cozy Family Organizer from the App Store, and that's spelled C-O-Z-I, and get the free app today. You all know I love being organized, using calendars to sync up and labels so you never drop the ball. Cozy up with Cozy to keep you and your family on track. And I didn't have anything to pack my shoes in. Like I didn't have a shoe bag. And so as a consumer, I started looking for that in the marketplace, couldn't find it. So I asked my mom to teach me how to sew. I started sewing my own shoe bags. I started like doing Google research. This was like 2007 and I could not find anything in the market. I would go to Joanne Fabrics. It was a really nice bonding moment with my mom, like her teaching me how to do this. Yeah, I started sewing shoe bags and started gifting them to friends without any expectation of creating a business, but just almost like a hobby and to relieve my own pain point. And very quickly, um, friends and family were asking them for gifts for the holidays or for their own business travels. I took a great leap of faith. I, um, like I said, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I didn't have the experience myself. I had an idea and I just kind of went for it. As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. I am here with a very, very special interviewee today. Her name is Aram Siddiqui, and she is the founder of Hudson Bleeker. As you all know, I am an organization aficionado, and I am a minimalist to the core and believe in buying things of good quality and store them in a way that's functional and aesthetic. So that's why I'm loving the brand Hudson and Bleeker. They provide storage solutions for your daily needs from cosmetic bags to suitcase storage to garment bags. They have thought of it all. I became fast friends with the founder, Aram Siddiqui, and I'm so excited to be able to share her story today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Kanika. I am so excited to be here um, and just connect with you. I, I share the sentiments, fast friends. I immediately connected with you on our entrepreneurial journey and just being moms and South Asian women. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. I was born and raised in California, so on the opposite side of the coast. I moved to the East Coast 16 years ago, believe it or not, and have stayed here ever since. So I was born and raised in a really big South Asian family. All of my cousins and I lived within a few blocks of each other. My parents were immigrants, so I'm first generation, and they were entrepreneurs as well. I grew up in a really vibrant family and big community of my family. And so I think of all of my cousins as my siblings or my sisters and brothers, and there really isn't this delineation of being the other. And it's very different from the way that my I'm raising my children in New York without any family. I, that's how I grew up. I mean, the door was never locked. There was always chai on the stove and you helped yourself and dinner was never a formality. We all ate together. We all went to school together. We had the same friends. As now that I'm older and I'm raising my kids, I realized that the way I grew up was very novel and definitely took effort on the part of my parents and my aunts and uncles. They were quite creative. I remember when we were kids, like they didn't want us going out on New Year's Eve. So they'd always host a New Year's Eve party. (laughs) And many years later, we were told like, oh, yes, this is the way we kept you guys home. We just do the party at home (laughs) and made sure all of you were there. So I'm deaf as a parent. I'm taking cues from many of the things that they did. What life lessons did, you know, your parents and family teach you that you want to pass on to, to your kids? Oh gosh, family first. Everything is about family when I was growing up. And even though my children aren't growing up around cousins or extended family nearby, my husband and I definitely make a concerted effort to like take them back to California to visit my family or to Florida where his family is. Uh, The pandemic has definitely altered that temporarily, but we do a lot of FaceTime, Zooming, just to stay connected and really demonstrating like through our own actions that family comes first above all else. As a South Asian, what traditions are you hoping to preserve for your family? And, you know, as you raise them away from all your, you know, family members and village that you used to have. It's pretty, it's hard, you know, it's hard raising kids and trying to preserve traditions and the integrity of our culture while integrating like and with other communities I think the beauty of New York is we both live in the tri-state area so I think you and I both agree that our kids are so lucky to be exposed to so many different cultures and religions and we really adopted that so like our best friends and neighbors are Jewish and Hindu and you know we're the Muslim family on the block and so it's great that my son, who's almost six years old, my daughter's too young right now, but my son, who's almost six years old, like has a very fluid understanding of like the significance of Holi and Diwali and, you know, Rosh Hashanah and who celebrates what. And what's really nice and something that we've tried to, in- to integrate with our kids is that we celebrate all of the holidays. For Christmas, we do cookie decorating with it. Well, this was pre-pandemic, like cookie decorating with the neighbor's kids or gift exchange and, um, on Eid this last year, we made goodie bags and gave them to our neighbors and friends. And I think it just really um, is a nice gesture and teaches tolerance and 
living in the community that we do, it's really nice that our kids have that opportunity to to be exposed and around each other. Yeah, I'm taking, you know, those small traditions from my own family and trying to adopt them to our lifestyle and with friends rather than family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's the beauty of it, right? Being able to share. Um, A few years ago when my son was in daycare, we realized that he was the only Muslim student in the entire daycare. And um, they had Eid as a holiday, but there wasn't any programming. So my husband and I volunteered. We showed up with books on Ramadan and (laughs) dates as a snack and, you know, had a little reading on like Curious George's Ramadan and um, the significance of it. And it was really nice to see our family be included in the community and the, the curiosity from all of the kids. Like they must have been four years old at the time. It was just really nice. And so I encourage anyone, you know, that of any culture has a holiday to like reach out to their children's school and share that because everyone benefits and learns from that for sure. So how did you embark on your entrepreneurial journey after, I mean, I would love for you to highlight before that too, because you really made an impact on senators that you worked with, but tell us about that first and then. Oh gosh, my entrepreneurial journey was an accident. (laughs) Truthfully, I was poli-sci, international studies. Um, As you know, I worked on the Hill for a few years Mm -hmm. and um, that was kind of my career trajectory. Like I was very focused on on working in advocacy and policy development and my travels from Washington, D.C. back home to California is what really sparked the idea where I had the aha moment. I was young, like straight out of a few years out of college and I I had my first job and I was traveling and I'm a type A person, like everything in my home. You, you commented on how minimalist my home is. That's my life. Like I, I get excited by organizing drawers and closets just to live. Yeah. It's, it's easy for, it's easy for my life if I do that. And every, every time I would travel, I was using reusable plastic bags. Like, I mean, single use plastic bags that I was tossing. I wanted a makeup bag and it was either like a gift with purchase at the beauty counter, which was like, I could use one time. I was one and done. Or I'd pop into a drugstore. And again, it was just one and done. I couldn't find anything of quality. When I was young, pre-children, I had a pretty impressive shoe collection that I'm quite proud of. (laughs) I splurged on shoes. That was my biggest thing. And I didn't have anything to pack my shoes in. Like I didn't have a shoe bag. And so as a consumer, I started looking for that in the marketplace. Couldn't find it. So I asked my mom to teach me how to sew. I started sewing my own shoe bags. I started like doing Google research. This was like 2007 and I could not find anything in the market. I would go to Joanne Fabrics. It was a really nice bonding moment with my mom, like her teaching me how to do this. Yeah, I started sewing shoe bags. I started gifting them to friends without any expectation of creating a business, but just almost like a hobby and to relieve my own pain point. And very quickly, um, Friends and family were asking them for gifts for the holidays or for their own business travels. I took a great leap of faith. I, um, like I said, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I didn't have the experience myself. I had an idea and I just kind of went for it. You know, you, you had your idea 
And, you know, I feel like all founders, especially female founders, especially South Asian female founders have had hurdles along the way that they've had to, to jump over and, and navigate to achieve the success that they have now. So let's start there. Let's start with like, when you actually launched the idea, how it came to be and just the challenges and how you kind of figured everything out. So like I said, I was sewing everything and I really didn't know if there was a market for this, truthfully. I was like, I have an idea, but is there a market? So to prove my concept, I act, this is like pre-direct-to-consumer, pre-online. I used to set up a table every week in Soho for a year, every Saturday and sell my home sewn bags. Everything from like my makeup bags to my shoe bags, tote bags. Um, really to gauge like con- customer feedback on everything from quality to price point to functionality. And is there truly a use? I had a pain point, but did everyone else, right? To answer that question. Let's just call it my focus group, <laughs> right? I spent a year on my focus group. Oh my God. Very scrappy. And that's how you do it, you know, because you really aren't going to gauge. And especially if you're on the streets of New York, we are ruthless with our opinions and our suggestions. You know? So I'm sure you just gained um, so much um, valuable feedback from that. Oh, I did. I gained incredible feedback through that experience of what people were looking for. I had some customers come up to me and be like, who's going to buy a shoe bag for $30 or $40? I just use the duster that comes with my shoes. And I'm like, great point, but not all shoes come with dusters. Or why do I need a makeup bag? I go to the cleaning counter and I get a gift of purchase. I'm like, great, like that's for you. But if you want that quality, that high quality, as you mentioned, like the chicness or the, the fashionable side of travel or multifunctionality, like that's what I was going for. And I feel that the market was missing. So with Hudson and Bleaker, like I want to show you my our toiletry bag. Like this is one of our best sellers. It's four pieces in one. And it's it's because as a traveler and a consumer, I have multiple needs. Like I carry a lot of skincare. <laughs> this is my daily, this is my daily, my daily grind. And then, you know, I keep all of my eyelash curlers, like all of my utensils in this. And then I have a another clear case for my beauty products, which are in another bag I'm going to show you. But I, as I travel, I don't travel light right? I travel with my jewelry, I travel with my makeup, I travel with my skincare. So I want I want to create products that are multifunctional at home or on the go. Like our Voyager toiletry bag, these, one of these is TSA friendly. So you can go, put in your carry-on or you can pack the entire case and store it in your luggage. Everything's magnetic for easy closure. I don't know if you can see the magnets in the screen. Yeah. So everything snaps in and out. Um, you know, the one biggest pain point I hear from people is that their bags never destroy. And I'm like, that is great. But they're like, we want the latest color and the latest season and your bags just don't break. And I love hearing that they don't break and they're there for the long haul. Um, so that's so great. I feel like the, just the leather and the quality that you use, um, it's just, it's so durable, you know? And I think that that's so important. The reason why those, you know, free makeup bags you get are the ones that you can buy at a target or what have you, um, they're the price points that they are because that's like lower quality. Like you're, you can't have it for years and years and years. I mean, I'm not sure if you know, but all of our bags are vegan leather. We don't use any real leather, but the touch and feel is feels real. Like you wouldn't, yeah. you almost wouldn't know the difference. 
I have gone through multiple zipper suppliers just because I wasn't satisfied with the clothes or the feel of the zipper. Um, we've gone through so many metal suppliers. Like I am very involved, not just in the design, but the product development as well. Like I go in and I check on the quality control line, like what's coming out because, because it's a reflection of me. It's a reflection of the brand. And so I really value being a part of that process. That's so wonderful. And so COVID I feel like was this like really sad, just a phenomenon where retail was so heavily impacted. None of us saw it coming. So, you know, was that like, I guess, a major challenge for you to navigate? Absolutely. I mean, our biggest, our biggest industry is travel, right? We're a women's accessories brand serving travel. It was hugely impactful. But I just want to start out and say with saying that I think with any job or as an entrepreneur or a female entrepreneur, my biggest learning is that, and I learned this the hard way, <laughs> is that every day is going to present challenges. I wake up every morning now, not with the fear or the anxiety that something will go wrong, but with the, the acceptance that something is going to go wrong. And now, you know, I think it's experience and just also an understanding of the world of business and, and curveballs like COVID, that you just have to be ready to pivot. When COVID hit, I actually gave birth to my second child, March 11th of 2020, not expecting any of this to happen. And yeah, our our everyone's life was turned upside down, and I really had to take a step back and you know do so do an audit of what really mattered in that moment. And having a newborn was my priority. My five year old was home from school, and my husband was working from home. And all of a sudden, there were four of us full time with you know with a newborn baby. And so I really pivoted into making sure the kids were okay, especially my oldest one knowing that a lot of what was going on in retail was out of my control and understanding that and accepting that rather than fighting, fighting that uphill battle. It wasn't until probably May where I came out of that cloud of, you know, just becoming a new, uh, a mom again. And I pivoted the business. We went from focusing on travel to focusing on at-home organization. So we know that our bags, can convert. They're multifunctional for everyday living. And so we really pivoted into home, at-home organization because that's something I was doing at home as well. Today's sponsor is Kindred Bravely, a brand that came to life in 2015 by Deanne Akerson, a mom of two, when she couldn't find any comfortable and functional pajamas while nursing her second son. She decided to design her own, and this led to one of their best-selling pajama sets, the Davy Nursing and Maternity Pajamas. As moms, we have to stick together, which is where Kindred comes from. And bravely, being a mom can be tough. It's not for the faint of heart. It takes courage and bravery, right? Kindred Bravely is devoted to making life easier for pregnant and nursing moms. From breast pads and non-skid socks to nursing bras and pajamas, Deanne creates every piece with comfort, beauty, and function in mind. And her designs have been recognized by parent-tested, parent-approved, the Cribsy Awards and the Mom's Choice Awards. Behind the scenes, Kindred Bravely employs more than two dozen work-at-home moms who share Deanne's mission and values. Along with delivering top-of-the-line clothing, the KB moms provide incredible customer service, share quality content, and engage with social media communities. 
Use my exclusive promo code MOMSENSE20 to save 20% off your purchase at kinderedbravely.com. Some exclusions may apply. So let's get into your philanthropy. And, you know, you have inspired me to be part of Rise 100, Sundara. So tell us about that and just the, the charity work that you're doing. Gosh, I joined Sundara like three or four years ago. I am a board member. I'm a fangirl of the founder, Erin Zykus, and everything that she's doing to assist with sustainable and clean hygiene in underdeveloped countries. So Sundara was my first, I would say, board position that I took. I have a soft spot, or I would, as I say, like my hobby or my passion is in the nonprofit world. I spent a lot of time in that space before I launched Hudson and Bleeker. And so I'm very keen on giving back. Um, there's a quote that I love by Winston Churchill that says, we make a living um, by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And so I love being able to give. And Sundara is one of one of the organizations that I support. Um, Rise by Sundara is really close to me because we're supporting female entrepreneurs in underdeveloped countries. And these women are incredible. Like they're coming up with technologies for clean water or some places that don't even have access to toilets that we take for granted. So I love being a part of, of the mission and the organization. So uh, Sonari's original mission when I joined was working with hospitality, right? And what we would, what we did, or we still do a part of the organization is that we collect unused bars of soap from uh, hotels around the world. And then we recycle that soap and then we distribute them in communities that don't have access to clean hygiene. Some, and through that process, we realized that some, some communities don't have access to water. So we started building wells. We started fundraising to build wells in those communities. And through that project, we realized that there are very few of us, but the need is much greater than what we can give. And so we launched Rise by Sundara, which is our vehicle to raise money to support entrepreneurs within India, but in other countries as well focusing on sustainable hygiene. And I love that because I love Rise by Sundara. I mean, it's very much an extension of who I am. I'm a female founder. I'm a South Asian woman. You know, my parents were immigrants when they came here. And so I really identify with the story of these women that we're supporting and their mission to improve their communities. And so I'm absolutely proud of how we've integrated that within the last year and a half. And the timing couldn't have been better, truthfully, because all of our hotel partners shut down during COVID. And so we were really able to sustain the organization and the work we do by introducing a new way of of supporting um, sustainable hygiene. And tell us about some others um, that you're involved in. Yeah. So um, I recently joined Impact 100 New York. I'm a founding member of the organization. We launched this during the pandemic. It's really impressive. My na- one of my neighbors looped me in. Uh, she and I had worked on other nonprofit pro- like volunteer projects in the past. But you know, when the pandemic hit, New York was hit first. Is today was so different than what it was in April of 2020. Um, so many people left, and so many organizations were in great need, and they were supporting so many people on the ground. And we all kind of turned into like a survival mode, right? I certainly did. I'm like there were points where we couldn't get food, right? No one would deliver food and it was pretty intense. And so once the dust settled, 
you know, a group of women came together and we decided to launch Impact 100 New York City. We raised $180,000 within eight weeks to support nonprofits in New York City through a grant process. We went through our first grant review process. We uh, donate, we contributed our first $180,000. We're hoping to break that this year with 200,000. That's, that's incredible. I love that. Uh, so yeah, now let's delve into your motherhood journey, which I feel is so, so significant to you. And I feel like it's, it must have changed and shaped you as an entrepreneur. So tell us what it was like just becoming a mom for you. Oh gosh. Okay. So my journey to motherhood wasn't easy. So, you know, people always often say like Hudson and Bleeker was your baby. And there's truth to that because I started the business before I started my family. So Hudson and Bleeker is about 10 years old now. And I have been on a journey to motherhood for six years. So I went through a lot of infertility through the, through the years while building my business. I'm trying to build a family as well. So yeah, it's definitely defined who I am as an individual. Becoming a mom has taught me that anything is possible. Like there is no limit to what I can do um, at, yes. at any hour of the day. And yeah, I, I love being a mom. You know, it's um, been a really incredibly humbling journey. Like they definitely, the kids put me in my place for sure. Uh, their needs come before all else. And the pandemic has forced me to really take a step back, like I said. And um, we, like you, like, right, Kanika, you have kids as well. We really didn't have a choice in the beginning. And we had to to lean into our kids and their well-being and even educating them. I spent I spent my, my child's entire kindergarten year teaching him. I have so much respect for teachers now, <laughs> more than I ever did before. We cried on his last day of school because not because he, he graduated from kindergarten, but because I was like, you are going to school in the fall. Like I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm so happy you're going back to school. Yeah, happy tears. Uh, yeah, all of it. It was, yeah, it was definitely um, a, a journey. And I think that like, you know, hats off to you for making sure that they were a priority the whole time you know, and me too. And all the moms and I, I, all the parents, you know, we, we really had to make the, our kids a priority yeah, and just kind of band together. And I'm really proud of my family, like all of us for kind of just sticking together and getting through it. Yeah. So, yeah. Is yeah. There, um, a mom sense moment that you can share with us. So it's um, our built-in sixth sense. It's that intuition that we rely on. Is there one moment in time where you're like, ah, I'm so glad I trusted my mom's sense with that one. Okay. So if I had to pick one, um, I have two kids and they're four and a half years apart. I'm sure you can recall or anyone, you know, at home joining us can recall like being a first time mom and the, the anxiety that like the self-imposed anxiety of or pressure of like, are we doing everything right? So with my oldest one, we had a nanny, we had a nanny for the, his first three years. And we were pretty non-negotiable. Like the nanny fit into our travel work schedules, like the lifestyle that we had. And we were pretty convinced that that was the way to go for our family. And we had queued up a nanny for when our daughter, our our second child was born, you know, right before the pandemic. And that's all we knew. And the pandemic really forced us into this place of taking care of our own children, not having help, et cetera. And our daughter also being 
this child of a pandemic. pandemic. And uh, didn't really know how to socialize with other kids or other people other than the three of us. So we made a decision to put her in daycare. And it's really fascinating to see and to see in real time that, you know, the saying is true. Every child is so different in going with your intuition. A nanny was beneficial for our son and he developed very well with a nanny, but our daughter's needs were so different. And also our work life needs were so different. And so they have two different childhoods and I don't see any difference in like their behavior or mannerisms or just on two different tracks and it works for them individually. It's now time for Mom Hall when we share products we love. Now, Mom Hall, is there a product that you are loving and want to share with our listeners? Okay, so um, I'm going to show you my makeup bag and you will see one brand over and over again that I'm obsessed with and that I'm wearing right now. This is a huge plug for Divya Gugnani, who I absolutely love because this is all Wanda Beauty. <laughs> my stuff is too. Yeah. Except for oh my, my Tasha and my Kevin Aquan. This is yeah. all Wanda Beauty. It's all Wanda Beauty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love you, Divya. All There's of- a lot of synergy and we've actually worked together and I absolutely love Divya as a person. And I just, I admire everything that she's doing at Wanda Beauty. So that's People so- always ask me if she's gifted me product. And I'm like, no, I actually buy them on Sephora.com and Nordstrom.com. And if I'm in a pinch, it's like I go to Amazon. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. And it's just, it's women supporting women, you know, like I love that how aligned you two are. Let's see, where can my listeners and viewers and all those listening um, and tuning in rather uh, find you and Hudson and Bleaker? I'm going to show off these products again, where can we find these? Oh, I love that. Okay. So you can um, find our product on Nordstrom.com and on Revolve.com as well as HudsonandBleaker.com. Amazing. And I do have a code. So thank you, Aram, for um, that hookup. It's uh, MomSense20. And so if you enter it at checkout, you receive 20% off site-wide, which is so great. It's such a nice incentive to be able to share with, with my community. But yeah, no, this was really, really wonderful. I'm so glad we did this. You're such an inspiration as a founder, as a mother, you know, as a creative. And it's just, I'm so glad that I got to share your story today. Oh gosh, the feeling's absolutely mutual. Like when you invited me to come on, I was so happy. And I'm just so happy that we've connected in many different ways. Um, And I'm always happy to support you. So thank you for having me. A big thank you to Aram for sharing your story. We absolutely love you and your products and the fact that you're making an impact with the philanthropies that you're involved in. And I'm so glad to be on the journey with you. If you love the episode, share it with your friends. Be sure to give it five stars and send us a review. I am giving away merch. So once a month, I will read a review and you will get a very special product that's that total mom sense. Uh, it could be my hoodie or a necklace or uh, my mom sense candle, which has come out. And I just want to show you my support for being in my corner and being part of my tribe. As always, trust your mom sense. Take care, super mamas. See you next time. That's total mom sense.